Hi, this is Margot Kelly with Political Commentaries. It is January 26, 2021. Today is a day to discuss the third articles of impeachment that have been walked over to the Senate to President Trump's uh, impeachment trial that shall begin January 9th. So let's talk about what the word of town is about that. Can you guess? <laughs> Let's guess. Um, I mean, what kind of want to talk? I want to delve into the psychology behind the sycophants and enablers. Okay, let's. I want to address the elephant in the room. First and foremost, I would like to read to you the insane <laughs> comments. A couple, just uh, a tweet that just I had to respond to. Uh, Kevin McCarthy said. Democrats decided not to show up for work this week, yet found time to impeach a private citizen. Yeah, that's what he tweeted. And I replied, well, I guess when they got charged by a domestic terrorist group, by their leaders' insurrection and direction, and whose own lives were actually in danger, and five dead and hundreds of other police wounded, they made time. You should resign now. What did what did you do to stop Trump? You had months to do something. Resign. Well, I'm just going to end up having to paste that to every single person because what we're seeing now, what we will be seeing is a pattern. It's going to take 17 people, 17 Republicans in the Senate to vote to A, impeach, B, remove, and C, vote to never, ever allow this man to run for office again. Without that, it will just be leaving the invitation for more ongoing threats and abuse and trauma as a result of their refusal to remove him last time. But why? You have to ask yourself why. So if you look at that last impeachment and this impeachment, let's talk about the differences and the psychology behind it. So there is a group think that happens in Congress, meaning the Republican leader or the Democrat leader has a lot of influence over what's going on. And that is, um, plays into the choices that people make and the votes that they make. At some point you'd ask yourself, well, do they say anything on their own? Yes, they do. And when they do, there's often a lot of controversy about it because they spoke out of line, if you will, or out of the, uh, out of the, suggested um, talking points that their leaders were giving them. But in the last impeachment for the uh, asking Ukraine, the day after the Mueller report said he was not, there wasn't enough evidence to, or uh, since you can't actually have a trial while somebody is a president, they couldn't actually convict him anyways of a crime because you can't you can't convict a sitting president of a crime. So the talking point from that point on was, see, he was exonerated when, in fact, those were the opposite words that were used. The words was, he's not exonerated. Neither did he even have a, because he obstructed Congress, he never had a face-to-face interview. So he was never able to be caught lying out, you know, face to face or even answering questions that he refused to answer because he obstructed Congress, 
which Congress said, we're cool with. We're cool. No, I, I take that back. Republicans said that. No, let's not get it twisted. Democrats aren't uh, promoting, hey, presidents, obstruct Congress and let us have no power over you. That certainly isn't their role and shouldn't be, but it was the role of the Republicans the last time around. And in so doing, we know that um, the decision to ignore reality has a consequence. But what was their reason behind it? So you can say, oh, they're hungry for power. It's fear. It's groupthink. But there's another thing that I've talked about, and that is the fact that by condemning somebody guilty of something, while you yourself were perhaps, you know, enabling it or aiding and embedding like Pence did with, with Trump, right? Do you recall when Sondland testified under oath and he's the Republican who donated a million dollars to Trump? He testified everybody. Everybody was in the loop. And they all knew, and they were all agreeing and carrying out to um, withhold money that the Congress had allotted for Ukraine to, you know, coerce or solicit or bribe for the agreement to run a smear campaign on the president's son who was on the board of the uh, company that was no longer under investigation. So this massive public announcement would have really helped the Fox and not our friends run their smear campaigns with their conspiracies and their dumb bigotry to try to, at all costs, destroy a man and his family at the helm of a malignant narcissist in power if it's the power that they wanted to keep, right? So they made a decision. We could not have a trial in a legitimate way because the legitimate trial would have had questions and answers and testimony like from Sondland in the House hearings and that would then in, 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 uh, implement them in aiding and abetting this president. It's a no-brainer. That's really what I believe happened. And for those Congress uh, bootlick and sycophants like Lindsey Graham and Cruz and uh, his uh, people who were probably giggling and golfing over the plot and plan along, they surely could not be asked to um, partake in condemning or removing that president for the thing they were aiding and abetting. Mitch knew that. He's not an idiot. So he wasn't going to lose all of his um, senators who were aiding aiding and abetting or in the know and being complicit to have the opportunity to be exposed through testimonies. And that's what I believe is why that didn't happen. But things have changed today because today, today's impeachment, the third impeachment article, is about inciting the insurrection through the lies and, and, and um, you know, ongoing from his, um, from Trump, okay? So having said that, um, it's obvious that McConnell himself when he's no longer the house leader and also he doesn't like Trump he knows what he's 
He knows the harm that he has done. And part of his conscience is coming out. In part, because he wasn't a part and never was a party to claiming that there was mass voter fraud. But his constituents who were claiming it or suggest strongly suggesting it, you know, they have their own conscience, he would argue, to, to vote now. But he himself is not in the know. He himself is not wanting the, the Trump cult to grow and to be justified in the insane, you know, he, see, it was a hoax. They didn't remove me. <laughs> they didn't remove me. It was just another dem hoax thing. No, it wasn't a dem hoax. And to not remove them, that's this talking point that the Republican senators and Trump and everybody will use that want to believe that the domestic terrorist leader, Trump, who incited ongoing since really forever, for a long time, the false lies, mass voter fraud lies that resulted in outrage and uh, cried at overturn the election through any means necessary, including insurrection, then that's now the thing that's in, that's on the table, different from the last thing on the table, which was using a foreign power to attack us through the side door through smear and slander, feeling that that smear and slander would be enough to... Um, sway the votes for him. So the the stealing intent to steal an election and to claim falsehood is still the theme. That hasn't changed. It's just that it went from Biden to now voter fraud and mass voter fraud and losing 60 times in court had no bearing apparently. (coughs) Excuse me. But something interesting I think about, you know, we have we are we are a domestic terrorist opposed to a foreign terrorist seems to be getting a serious different play of uh, attention and consequence if you ask me. Now, if you look back when um, the general from Iran was ordered to be murdered by Trump, based on a rumor, a thought that he may cause or incite an attack on an embassy. You go, oh, okay, you're a Republican. Now, now me, I'm not saying that's okay, personally. I didn't agree with that because I didn't trust anything about it. And the reason I didn't trust anything about that is because Trump said that that was what Obama was going to do to try to help him get reelected was to take out a, a leader of, you know, from Iran. So if he thought that would help him and, 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 and he didn't do that, Obama didn't do that, that could have been what he did because he was undergoing the all the uh, controversy and that was something he thought could distract from you know his uh, other abuses of power the congress back then were outraged and upset because they were never in the know they weren't they didn't weigh in and they're supposed to and they were never provided any evidence they were just basically don't shut up don't say a word and they went along with it and they were never given any proof of anything other than Trump's hearsay at all to substantiate going in to murder them. And by the way, now they've got we've got we've got a promise and a chant from them that they will attack us when we least expect it, when we are the most confident. That's their strategy. 
as it was when 9-11 happened. It was a strategy to attack a city uh, overconfident, a city that had no walls. And right now we're protected, I guess, through coronavirus. But as the, as the world progresses and we lose those uh, travel bans and things like that, then, you know, we suppose being uh, harmed by those that are swearing retaliation for killing their beloved general from Iran. So, but, but I think it's interesting because here Trump, we call the, the Trump soldiers or the cult of Trump, these people who are devoted to following whatever he says and going along with it and believing him at all costs. And, 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 and he and Giuliani, who, by the way, is getting sued for like $13 billion for smearing and slandering all the lies about the, um, about the, um, Dominion voting machine. So it's not, that's good news. Um, and then actually just signed out after he got slammed with the, the lawsuit, suddenly acknowledged that, you know, Biden's the president. And then, and so is she, which was his way of saying Vice President Harris. He couldn't bring himself to say it. He just called her she. Um, But the point is, is that these lies, while they can get away with certain things, like Trump could get away with all sorts of stuff in the last impeachment because he was the president. Now that he's not the president... Um, and and uh, by the way, not pardoning Giuliani certainly was not an accident. You, you got to bet your bottom dollar that the malignant narcissist is very pissed off that he didn't achieve what he promised him he was going to be able to do and, and prove mass fraud where one didn't exist. And if you recall, even Trump got busted coercing the Georgia secretary to try to pull 11,780 votes out of their ass just to say, hey, we just got recalculated. I mean, that's what Graham now and McCarthy and all Gates, all these Republican sycophants want to do is let him get away with the lies and the gaslighting and even that he's busted on on uh, telephone tape. And even after the insurrection, which many of their lives were in threatened and endangered, they said that, and this is their argument, is that it's not healing to bring this up again. It, we need to just move on. Their argument is we need to not hold Trump accountable for the abuses of power like we did last time. We stand by not wanting to ever hold him accountable. That's what they stand by. So ask yourself who's saying that and why. Well, like I suggest, look back at last time, who was saying it and why. There's either power that they're interested in keeping at all costs and they don't care who they hurt. Groupthink influencing them. Susan Collins who said, oh, I think he's learned his lesson. There's no way she's not going to vote this time. She's, she, I, I don't believe that she would. I, I, I literally, I would just, I don't know if she, Maybe she will. I, I, I can't believe that she would not vote to impeach him and remove him and make sure they doesn't run for office. Because you have to understand something. There are those people, let's look at the psychology once again, of guilt through association, through complicity, right? Being complicit. When you lie of omission, 
by pretending you don't know something. Let's say, let give you an example. We're talking a lot of these days about free speech. Somebody, two, two friends. One says, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to, right before this movie, climax of a movie comes forward, I'm going to scream fire. And so the people will panic and they'll run out and trample each other. And that'll be fun. I'm going to do that. So I'll tell you uh, when. You can set your clock by it, right? This is before this scene comes up. I'm going to do it. And the friend says nothing. Or says, you know, please don't. That's not a good idea. I think you're, I think that's foolish or you're going to get in trouble or people could get hurt. The guy says, I, I, don't, I don't care. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. I'm just letting you know it's happening. The person who's aware of it, what role do they have in being complicit in terms of if there is a stampede of people and people die? How do you think that person who didn't open their mouth up to say beforehand no or grab that person's mouth and cover it up so they couldn't do it? You know, they took no action whatsoever while this played out and people died because of it. Do you think that they're going to say to themselves, well, no, you know, it's nothing I could have done. Or do you think that that guilt and shame is going to eat away at their soul day in and day out for the rest of their lives, knowing that they're complicit, they're quiet, their silence was bought at a price of death of others? Well, that's what it's like for our Congress Republican people who have the guilt and shame associated with choices that they made that have caused further harm to and loss of life, A, through just the ability to keep that man in power in the first place and his incompetent ability to undermine the coronavirus and to um, cause massive, massive death through his lies of that and through his campaigning to spread it state to state in the most vulnerable time during the fall when it was going to be uh, told that it's, you know, we're coming into a season where it's going to peak at its worst. He chose to run campaigns of thousands and thousands of maskless, uh, you know, little cult members to go to these campaigns. And now we're at the 4,000 a day mark of deaths. So they, you don't think they ask themselves that question? Like, what could I have done or said differently during that last impeachment trial when I could have removed him and my vote could have counted? Well, some people will ask themselves that. They may never admit it to you, but they'll ask themselves. Sociopaths won't. They don't give a shit. They don't have a conscience, so they don't care. But many people will be grappling with this decision of what their last decision did to help bring this into fruition in the first place. So when you don't stop President Trump's massive voter fraud lies and you quietly sit there knowing that, I mean, presuming you possess a brain and you know that you've got a cult leader a terrorist leader, if you will, and his little soldiers, cult, getting worked up beyond 
and into a frenzy, day in, day out, tweet after tweet after tweet, rally after rally, uh, you know, press press conference, all these things being told over and over and over again that they are victims of this abuse of our destroying our democracy, that they were robbed and stolen, and they must take back what's theirs. And all this went on, and the Congress people, those in the know that knew that, no, that didn't happen, and that 62 Republican or Democrat or independent judges threw it out, including their own uh, attorneys who worked for Trump said we weren't here on fraud. So this massive scamming of these cult people for raising money and doing everything in their power to incite this insurrection well it all happened because of the complicity of those in congress who could have stopped it they could have said like when lindsey graham in in the uh, clinton impeachment said you don't have to commit a crime to be impeached you know you have to you know we 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 can impeach somebody for you know for dishonoring their position and uh, leadership and so he could have they could have impeached Trump when he started the mass campaign to spread the false lies about mass voter fraud but they didn't do anything right they didn't do a thing they either got on board with it and agreed and talked about it as if it were a fact or they skirted it when asked and they refused to respond we just flat out refused to say no. We don't believe that there was mass voter fraud. Okay, so they were complicit. Now those people knew something all the while that this is going on. They have in their heads, well, you know, let's see. We let them get away with it before. Why would he not do it again? And we're watching him now arouse this outrage of Republicans. And we're part of it. Oh, yeah, we go on the Fox and not our friends network and we talk about the outrage and the dem bigotry and we, and how victimized Trump is and we play right into this hand we do it we're we're out there gaslighting our own american people getting them all worked up getting them all hating on the dems and all these vicious lies and gaslighting and they're part of the problem so they're inciting in their ways just by not by um, not by holding rallies but by holding media uh, interviews of, you know, spewing more of the propaganda and gasoline lies and indicating it was foul play all along and stating so. So that's part of their role, right? So, okay. So now we have somebody who third impeachment, they're Republicans, we need 17 to vote. And we've got them coming out of the woodworks now, the, the very predictable ones who are the um, bootlickers of Trump and have been. Oh, now, mind you, not before. They called him out for the piece of shit that he was, the lying, malignant narcissist that he was, the racist, xenophobic. They all called him out on that. Cruz, um, Graham, you know, they did that. But now they, you know, they change course because it suits them. And it suits them because there's guilt associated through their own actions, overtly, overt actions, like when Sondland said they were all in the know, they were following orders or 
like the movie theater person, knowing full on that this was being carried out and said nothing. And so obviously, obviously they could not condemn a man who they were condoning or agreeing or going along with or being complicit with before. And we have the same exact situation facing us today. You've got the same Congress people who saw the tweets every day, heard the rallies, the news clips from every single station, heard Trump spend countless hours of voter fraud on Fox and not her friends and claims that it was going to be and all the conspiracies of Biden and all this. You watched this unfold with the rest of America and so did they. And so now they're guilty through association, through complicit or through overt obedience to or, or, or through just knowing like the movie person in the movie theater is going to let that happen. Now you can say you're going to let a movie, you're going to let somebody scream fire when there isn't one, or you're going to let somebody carry out a bomb when they're, uh, they know somebody has got a bomb and they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to open up their mouths. They, this is aiding and embedding. It's part of, it's like the, it's like the bank robber who bank, who robs the bank and then just gets in the car with the car that's waiting outside to give him a ride out of there. They are a part of that bankrupt. That couldn't have happened without their participation, even if just driving a car. It's no crime against driving a car, correct? But there is a crime when you are part of a scheme, a plot to, to carry out a crime. And by doing nothing to stop it or by carrying out a simple task as they did in the first two impeachment articles when they carried out the orders to withhold money and they conversed in uh, phones and texts and emails that this was necessary, that this public announcement would be necessary in order to release the funds, that this was a well-known and carried out action that everybody was in the know about. Those same people now would have to hold themselves to the same culpability because they got away with it last time by not having a proper trial, having made the decision they weren't going to allow those witnesses to be televised because if they were, I mean, on the Senate side, because if they were, then guess what? then those people's names that would have been asked would have been told. Otherwise they would have been under perjury and they weren't going to implement themselves. You know, it wasn't going to happen. So we're facing the same thing now. Now I'm not an attorney, so I don't know if it's quite the same. In other words, I don't know. I don't think it is because unless they were involved in carrying it out, but I mean, we saw and we knew that this was leading, going to happen. I mean, you'd have to be silly not to imagine this is going to happen. I mean, that's, I mean, I've been podcasting about this forever and everybody's been warned. We've covered this, but this is just touching into the psychology behind the reason why this Congress now is going to have to, you know, we're going to look at them in this, in this capacity. Obviously it's like a sociopath. The sociopath doesn't give a shit that they just don't care. Group think they're so weak minded. They'll just do whatever their group leader tells them and that's it or whatever. But 
those who have guilt and shame from the last time and say to themselves, gosh, I've lost a loved one through the not taking coronavirus serious hoax thing. And it was under control lie of a year ago. And the absolute incompetence of this president and this ongoing um, mass voter fraud lie that he'd been plotting and planning since like, 2016 when he announced if he didn't win, he would claim it. Um, I can't just sit quiet and not say something, not speak out against this. But they did. They did. And But they'd have to have some sort of, you know, providing you're not a sociopath, you'd have to have some sort of internal struggle, I would think. And when people were asked by media people and they would just not answer or walk away, you know, they, they didn't want to admit, they didn't want to face it, they didn't want to address it. And when he was, Trump was... Uh, and in, 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 in the senators who were helping to raise money, the fraud to make it seem like they could make enough money to be able to uh, overturn the election somehow, that was that was completely um, like fraud, fraudulent in my opinion. Like that was, I, there's got to be a, a crime for that. I don't know what it's called, but they they were they were aiding and abetting this president all along and this isn't the first time so now they got to make another vote and their argument is and this is it's not that he's not guilty notice that they're not saying he didn't incite anything (laughs) this is not it it's not it it's just that he's not in office anymore or it's not going to bring healing it's not going to bring healing because somehow white abusers in power can get away with murder brings healing in their eyes. No, it doesn't. That's kind of the theme of the last 2020 is murder, injustice, and abuse of power is not bring healing. It brings the opposite. It brings outrage and um, demand for justice is what it brings, right? So the only thing, though, that will bring healing is the truth. And these congressmen can't tell the truth because they're guilty through association and they will be condemning condemning themselves if they have to hear this all through the trials. Because for everything they said and did that helped to incite this insane, uh, you know, creating the Frankenstein and not being able to control them and then the, the, the soldiers of Frankenstein's, all of these cult members... They have to now face that at a trial for the Senate to impeach this president for the very thing that their complicity or or participation in gaslighting played itself out to almost kill some of them, actually, even some of them. Willing to be have a cop get killed and other people die and hundreds of cops get wounded and potentially Biden hung. Uh, Pelosi killed all these things that were on the um, terrorist minds and they're plotting to try to do they'd like to just let's put it under the rug and and I ask you why do we treat the domestic terrorist leader differently than the terrorist leader of another country who didn't even attack us is just a rumor that they make. 
from a pathological liar. Pathological liar told us that they may. Nobody else told us that they absolutely had this well-planned plot to attack the embassy. But there was a well-planned plot to attack the Capitol on domestic land by a domestic terrorist called President Trump, who led an insurrection with domestic terrorists who attacked and killed at the Capitol. And we want to, our congressmen want to make less of that, less of that than a foreign leader attacking us and organizing an attack to us. Is that bizarre to you? Is it not way more dangerous to have a terrorist leader here, our president? And their army here living amongst us. And isn't that why, in fact, all of our money that is going not into our mouths to help us through this pandemic had to be diverted to protect the Capitol and the White House and every single city's uh, capitals, every single building that's feared it's going to be attacked by this more ongoing planning and plotting. You know... The only thing that's going to help heal is for those people who were lied to to be told the truth over and over again by those people who had been previously lying or complicit in saying that they they knew better. That's what's going to bring. And that's the only thing that's going to bring healing is justice and truth and protection against this happening again by this president coming back or a future president thinking he can incite an insurrection through lies without any sort of consequence. We need to set a precedence. So that's what I wanted to talk about is the reason the psychology behind the reason these particular Republican senators are willing to lie, are willing to try to talk or defend their their decision to not vote to remove and to uh, make sure that this president can't do this again because in essence they're voting themselves guilty as well through association through their own outward fox and not our friends interviews where they con- they promoted these ridiculous lies or suggested fundraising for these things or didn't come out and just say, no, there's no fire and there's no fire in this place or put their hand over the mouth to stop the person from yelling fire so that people didn't trample out and die. There's absolute 100% guilt aiding and embedding through complicity or through overt actions taken or not taken to allow this thing to carry out the way that it did. And that's what you're seeing this really, uh, this, this unfolding of, um, ongoing discussion from the Republican senators who are trying to persuade their, 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 their state's, uh, people why they don't want to go ahead and punish this person. But those very people, they deserve the truth because they've been victims. You've seen people that some people are still believing that, they're still actually believing. We've seen this woman going crazy on the internet. It's gone viral. 
President Trump, save us if you're listening. Oh, she's all hysterical, crazy. Then Biden's got some weird flag. Is it just not the Confederate flag? It's the American flag. She's just like, what the hell's that? You know, like just like really crazy. And that's not funny, but it is. It was a little funny. It was funny, but it's scary. It's scary. And then another woman who calmly was just like, is anybody else out there? gonna feel really foolish when nothing happens and you know the inauguration and the president just becomes leaves and whatever you know they feel betrayed themselves like he's now you know condemning them for doing what he incited them to do so there's got to be a lot going on emotionally for them so to acknowledge that they've been played is still a painful hard challenging thing easier now i would think but still there's there's shame involved and and you know horror really um because like this woman said she kind of went down the rabbit hole and then she popped back back up and it's like maybe everything that was being said by the QAnon people was just a lie planting things in my head yeah that's what we've been trying to tell you but you haven't gotten your information or fact checked anything because you were told not to and you followed the um deceiver in chief right down that rabbit hole so the fact of the matter is those people deserve to have the truth and consequences to those people being victims even if they didn't commit a crime they've been harboring some serious aggression towards dems believing dems are some sort of evil baby eating uh, socialist, communist, people. that's all fed compliments of Trump and his Republican Senator Sycophants and the Fox and Not Our Friends campaign leg of the state uh, TV that ran all this time for Trump. So, and running their smear campaigns against Biden. So, you know, it's been a warfare of lies versus truth. And the only thing that's going to succeed in bringing healing is truth setting us free. And that's it. Now, where do we come in in all this? Um, we, you know, you know, we address this, the psychology behind the reason the Republican senators are going to struggle with voting against them admitting their own wrongdoing through association or complicity. Where is our role from being complicit? And that's what I want to talk about next is we have become complicit ourselves throughout the many years. And this is the one thing that has happened that has been so outrageous as this president has brought us out sort of all. I don't know anybody that's not really in the know to at least some degree. Whereas prior to this Trump era, people weren't necessarily politically active or aware or whatever. There's there's something good that came out of it. But we can't be complicit again by not taking the time to reach out and us speak against those Republican senators who are trying right now using their text, their their Twitter accounts, their Facebook accounts, their media presses with the Fox and and stuff, trying very hard to persuade this more and to and to sell bigotry. Uh, by the way, making things like a like a, a Republican versus Democrat versus a constitutional call to impeach a domestic terrorist leader wannabe dictator who tried to overturn an election and deaths resulted and a cult following have been unleashed onto cities and states nationally. 
And this is causing mass amount of money to protect, money that could be going to the pandemic and to those who are suffering from it. So we can't be complicit ourselves. I ask that you, instead of watching it unfold, just take some time to find a petition to support asking in your state, your representative to please vote to remove, impeach, remove, and vote to let make sure that he's never able to run for any seat ever again in any uh, any kind of fashion form or government position. That's what we need to do, okay? Don't you and I just be complicit when we know certain outcomes are going to happen. I'm... I'm more inclined and more hopeful that the Republican, the, that there's, because so many of them were literally, their lives were threatened themselves, right? But I fear the group think and then being part of, and maybe even it was suggested to them, hey, next they're coming after us because we knew about this. Why didn't we say anything? Why didn't we do anything? You know, we can't, we, if, we, if, we, if we get him guilty, then why aren't we guilty too? And maybe that's going to come back on us. Maybe they're having talks amongst themselves about that, you know. Um, but the bottom line is, is yes, they are guilty. They have been guilty all along. And that's been the whole outrage. And that's why I've spent the last year podcasting nonstop. Why I've been being a, an activist to bring about the awareness of what we the people want instead of just bullshit hearsay that these people are claiming American people don't want accountability. The American people don't want to hold this president accountable. Well, that's not true. And basically, what did we learn for sure? We learned that 7 million more people prior to the insurrection wanted this president to be removed, period, through voting. Those saved 7 million, even though they weren't personally in danger that day, would like these Republican senators to have enough integrity and devotion to the Constitution and not to their own special interests or fears of what Trump could say or those who would, um, you know, be the vote for them in the future to, to not vote for them, that they would do the right thing. Because unless they're the sociopaths without a conscience, then, or a psychopath without a conscience, then they have to be really challenged right now themselves to go along and put this under the rug and say we're not going to hold this person accountable the fact that he's no longer in office is 100% irrelevant that means that every future president could commit a heinous crime and cause an insurrection just a couple of weeks before they leave office and get away with it this is setting a precedent so let's not forget that so my my last and final statement is do yourself do me do all of us a favor and put some pressure by writing these congress people of your state that are, are republicans and democrats whoever they are and say i need you to vote i need you to vote to hold this man accountable i hold you accountable for doing this on behalf of our constitution, those dead, and to protect us from future harm. And, you know, state what you need and this is what you want. Okay. Find it in a petition form because numbers are more powerful, right? 
And then last, um, that ask you to share this with others, this podcast to call to action, to get people to understand the importance of them not being complicit through the, uh, through the topics covered in here. And, uh, just a little bit, uh, insight into why we are seeing some of the, um, efforts to undermine our efforts to hold them accountable. All right. You can find me on Simply Marvelous on Twitter. You can please join the political commentaries, a new Facebook group started in December um, called Political Commentaries. And a new blog I have, politicalcommentaries.com, which is very, very new and not getting very much action. Um, And then please subscribe and follow me here if you haven't already. And hey, you know what? It's a new year, but it's the same old thing, the same old problem we've been having all along. And that is we need justice to be served. And those who are in a position to serve it need to do that on our behalf and on behalf of everybody in our country. All right. Till next time, be safe, wear your mask and uh, yeah, stay tuned, stay, stay tuned in you will to this new impeachment trial which will begin this uh february 9th okay bye